Well, good day. This is Global Fly Fisher partner Steve Schweitzer uh, preparing another podcast uh, for your enjoyment today. This is kind of a reflection back in time as I actually recorded the content of this podcast um, back in July of this past year. Uh, I took some time to go up a canyon near my house, uh, the Big Thompson Canyon uh, in Colorado, which leads up to Rocky Mountain National Park. And uh, I recorded several thoughts on various topics and got the fly fish for some small brookies and browns. Uh, so let me put this mix together and I hope you enjoy it. It was funny as I was preparing for this uh, trip this morning at the last second, I was thinking, oh good, it's a nice warm summer day in July, uh, I can wet wade, uh, I can go minimalist, I can uh, take uh, as little gear as possible, uh, I've got my uh, eight and a half foot three weight, um, I've got just a little fanny pack that has a bottle of water and uh, a snack and the essentials just for uh, fly fishing in an afternoon. Um, I've got my uh, wading boots uh, and uh, neoprene booties, and that's it. I'm not using any waders. But uh, the ironic thing of it all is that as, as I was preparing to uh, go minimalist in my fly fishing efforts, uh, I loaded up my shirt pockets with a digital camera, this voice recorder, uh, my cell phone, uh, all these electronic gadgets that uh, uh, make life a lot easier, uh, but not necessarily uh, any less complicated. So the ironic thing is today, uh, to bring you this uh, fly fishing journey, I have to bring some of these uh, pieces of technology in to capture uh, sound and uh, pictures. Oh, here I'm passing some rock climbers now uh, in the canyon. That's another uh, hobby that uh, many partake here in the canyon as they climb the steep canyon walls. Uh, with a belayer and uh, the climber and just a little tiny pad in case they do slip and fall which um, I've never done rock climbing um, but it looks interesting and at the same time it looks dangerous to the point where I may not want to try it fly fishing seems a little bit more uh, safe to me so well let's uh, find ourselves a place to fish uh, park the vehicle rig up and I'll join you back on the stream. I'd like to take a moment to talk about um, proper hydration when you're in the Rocky Mountains. It seems like a, a trivial topic to talk about uh, on a fly fishing podcast, but uh, uh, one thing that uh, many people uh, underestimate who visit uh, high altitudes from lower altitude states or countries is the need for proper hydration um, and I've witnessed that many times over some of my friends who come in to visit me and want to go fly fishing uh, and I always make them at least hydrate with a bottle of water before we go fly fishing um, you know in the, in the higher altitudes of uh, we're approximately I would say we're around 7,000 7,500 feet right now uh, and then if you go up into Rocky Mountain National Park, you can reach altitudes of 12,000 feet uh, in some of those uh, higher mountain lakes. But the higher you go, the, um, uh, the 
air is really dry and it tends to uh, dry you out without you knowing it. You don't, um, you know, your sweat evaporates faster. Uh, you do feel cool, but you're losing a lot more moisture. And it's estimated that you need to drink two to three times more water than you normally would uh, at lower alt uh, altitudes. So, um, you know, consider uh, water your, your gasoline for your body and uh, it helps fuel uh, your body to uh, perform better and to uh, you wouldn't have headaches as much, um, uh, muscle tiredness and strains uh, are less. I think a good point to illustrate uh, proper hydration is the fact that your body uh, can go 8, 10, 12 days without food, although you probably wouldn't want to stress your body into doing that, but you can only go a couple days, three days, four days max without water. So water is extremely essential uh, to making your body uh, perform its best and to stay uh, alert um, and accident free. You know, when you're wading these um, rocky boulder streams in uh, high altitudes, uh, if you uh, make one wrong uh, foot plant, you may go under. Uh, and the water's not necessarily warm, so um, you know, your, your muscles will react accordingly and slow up uh, if you were trying to get yourself free. Or you could put your leg in the uh, crevasse of uh, two boulders that you didn't see under the water and potentially snap an ankle or uh, your lower leg. So being alert has a lot to do with uh, proper hydration. So I'm a big believer in that. Uh, don't want to make it uh, overcomplicated. At the same time, it's not a trivial topic, and I just wanted to say a piece on that. You know, as I walk down the river uh, looking for a place to enter and, and kind of start my fishing routine, I'm trying to be as observant as possible. And uh, I just see a bunch of grasshoppers all along the bank, uh, just popping out everywhere I walk. So uh, one thing that you might want to try in a day like this is certainly the hopper dropper routine. So I'm starting with half of that. And um, I'm going to put a hopper type of imitation <coughs> on the top. Avoid the dropper for this time being because I, I would love to go get fish on the dry fly. Um, the water is quite high. Uh, I estimate probably 8 to 12 inches higher than normal. So the banks uh, where I normally would walk are covered with water. Uh, so it makes entry a little more difficult. You may hear cars uh, go by as I talk to you. Uh, and that's due to uh, the river and the road going up the canyon in parallel. So it's really easy access to this river, uh, but it's not necessarily an easy river to fish. So let me give it a try here, and I will get back to you in a second and uh, let you know how I've done. I think my choice of a uh, dry fly only is probably the right thing right now. Is a bit off color, but not so bad uh, that the fish can't see uh, the dry fly on top. Uh, so I've positioned myself on the left side 
a river if you're going upstream. It says I'm a right-handed caster, so I could uh, cast this close to the bank as I work upstream. I've already had a few takes, uh, some smaller fish, um, but uh, lots of pocket water available to me going upstream. So I'm thinking this is the right choice. And the water is a bit colder than normal. So we do have some more runoff and some uh, colder water coming from the mountains this morning. We decided to leave the Big Thompson River and uh, go upstream small feeder creek uh, that feeds into the Big Thompson, primarily because the feeder creek is uh, running in very clear. And the creek is about uh, probably 20 feet wide in some spots, 10 feet in others. Uh, you can certainly hear it. It's, it's uh, real rocky, uh, has a great gradient to it, just a you know, pool after pool after pool. Just a lovely day of fishing dry flies. Uh, it reminds me of a time that uh, uh, a good friend of mine, Richard Ross, and I were fishing in Montana and we picked a small creek uh, to go fish in the evening. And uh, I took one side, he took the other, and we just went back and forth casting uh, hoppers and caddis along the bank and just had a heyday catching well over a couple hundred fish uh, between the two of us you know, before dinner time. But uh, in any case, uh, the Big Thompson was fishing uh, rather poorly due to the high flows and off-color nature. I could see fish, but they were way just hunkered down in the bottom. So uh, they really weren't feeding uh, like I thought they would be. But the opposite is true in this uh, small creek. I'm just going to walk up the creek, uh, fishing from the middle of the creek, fishing either side, fishing the small pools, and just having a heyday with the small brookies and browns that I catch. The perfect uh, fodder for my three weight and this little caddis I have on. I wanted to say one other thing before I got on to fishing this uh, small creek. I've got my iPod with me too. And remember earlier I talked about having all these electronic gadgets with me. which I really am not. Uh, but it's a good time for me to catch up on uh, e-books and podcasts of other uh, sources of information. Uh, you know, I listen to financial podcasts and uh, uh, I listen to podcasts from the uh, church I go to. Uh, just a variety of things. I listen to humor. Uh, and sometimes I'll just turn the music on, some jazz, and just fly fish with the music in the background. Some say that that's uh, just ruining the sound of the outdoors, but what I do is I put one earplug in uh, my ear and leave the other one out, and I can still hear nature, still hear what's going on, and at the same time just enjoy a, a peaceful, relaxing bit of uh, news or music, uh, 
that I don't normally get to have a chance to do. So this is my relaxation, and this is something very enjoyable to me, and probably for many of you as well. Uh, but I do see the benefits of, of not having an electronic gadget with you at all when you're out in nature and totally enjoying that, uh, what nature provides on its own. And I do that as well. That's what I do when I backpack. I don't take anything other than a flashlight with me in terms of electronic gadgetry. So, uh, in any case, let me get on with my day here. It's uh, a beautiful bluebird day, uh, and, and uh, this creek is just begging for me to go fly fish now. This is just a blast to fish this type of water. Literally every available slack water area. It could be the size of a um, the opening of a five-gallon bucket to the size of a bathtub. Just has just small fish in it, just eagerly attacking this fly. Some of them so small that uh, they can't even get the fly in their mouth. But uh, this is just a blast. I just love doing this type of fishing. I'm wet wading in uh, shin-deep water. Uh, it's crystal clear, uh, beautiful day, a slight breeze making some of the casting a little difficult because the, the trees uh, uh, encompass this river on both sides uh, and kind of uh, uh, in some places the trees touch each other above the river uh, from either side so you really have to have a tight cast. Uh, this makes it much more fun and really enjoyable when you catch a big fish. You know, a big fish is maybe seven inches. Uh, most of these fish you're going to get in here are about five inches. So, uh, in any case, just a loads of fun. I'm sure you can hear the river behind me uh, as I talk through this podcast. just 10 minutes since I uh, last made a recording. And I found a beautiful piece of pocket water um, behind a boulder and uh, a tree actually in the middle of the uh, river. And uh, uh, saw a small brown uh, rising to uh, some microcatus that have been coming off. So I decided to throw him a little bit larger offering, this larger caddis I have on, and he took it in the first swipe. So uh, about a 10-inch brown, uh, very good size for this river. So I feel very fortunate to get such a big brown. Uh, I'm sure there's some bigger ones in here, but uh, on average, uh, you're going to get five to seven-inch browns and rookies out of here. Well, I must say, that day ended great. I fished until the sun set uh, over the canyon walls and it became dark in the canyon uh, and I couldn't see the fly any longer. So I hope you enjoyed that uh, uh, flashback in time uh, and uh, my day on the Big Thompson and a small feeder creek to the Big Thompson in uh, Colorado near Rocky Mountain National Park. Good day.